If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. The best thing you can do as a beginner is say, I am brand new. I'm going to ask all the questions that I can. Like I just literally free myself up of anything that could block me from getting answers and knowledge that I need. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. I can't believe it. It's been almost four years since I first spoke to Lori Harder on the Gold Digger podcast. I mean, I think of everything that has happened in those four years for me. And then I look at all the changes in Lori's life and business. And while behind the scenes, we've stayed connected. I realize that we're going to have a lot to talk about on air today. But first, I want for you to think about this question. What would you do if you could do anything? Strip away fears, limitations, finances, criticisms, and roadblocks. What would you find yourself doing? That's the exact question Lori asked herself before launching a brand new business in a field that she had zero experience. If she could do anything, Lori would dive headfirst into a saturated and male-dominated field to launch her own sparkling rosé wine spritzer. Lori also made the big decision to only take on women investors. Spoiler alert, I am one of them. And I am so excited for her to share the vision and the mission behind working with women to fund her new idea. This is a conversation about pivoting, jumping into something new, and believing you can achieve it. Welcome back, Lori Harder. This is so exciting. My friend Amy Porterfield and her podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, are officially on the HubSpot Podcast Network. If you've been around the Gold Digger podcast for a while, you know that Amy is one of the reasons why I launched my own show. Well, now we're BFFs and the rest is podcasting history. With a focus on online business, including digital courses, list building, social media, and webinars, Online Marketing Made Easy breaks down big ideas and strategies into actionable step-by-step processes, and the show's designed to get you more results with a whole lot less stress. 
you like Gold Digger, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to love Amy's show too. She digs into topics like seven email copywriting tips to convert subscribers and what happens when a launch doesn't go as planned and so much more. Listen to online marketing made easy wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Lori, my friend, welcome back to the Gold Digger podcast. Can you believe it's been four years since you've been on this show? Oh my God. First of all, I'm so excited to be back. And I remember like yesterday exactly where I was recording the podcast with you. And I'm I'm even more excited now because I think I've just gotten to know you so much more and we've been on this journey. And yeah, I cannot wait for this. It's so exciting because I don't know, whenever I think of like four year time chunks, I think of like the length of college or things like that. And Mm -hmm. just how much transformation can happen in that amount of time. And it's beautiful because we've stayed connected over these last four years. And so I feel like this is a brand new interview. Like this is a new Lori that Mm -hmm. we get to kind of explore and talk about today. I couldn't agree more. I feel (laughs) I know that you're in that same place, like the person that you were. And just so people know, listening, like the amount of things that can happen in four years, like you probably won't even be like fathoming what you'll be doing in four years, you're going to blow your own mind. Yes, I love it. Okay. So you went through this massive pivot. So walk us through quickly kind of what you've done in the past, if people didn't hear your first interview, and then what you've decided to do now, because this transformation journey is just so inspiring to me. Oh, okay. So I came from the fitness world. I, growing up, knew that I wanted to do something in fitness. I used to watch, you know, Fitness America on TV, and my family did not have whatsoever any healthy or fitness background. So for me, I had always, like, to me, that was, like, what it meant to be strong and powerful and confident. I was like, okay, if they're if they're fit and they're bouncing around on television, doing all of these, you know, workout routines and all of these cool fitness routines, I'm like, that must be what it means to feel confident. So my entire life, I wanted to be a fitness mentor. I wanted to be on magazines. I wanted to show people that no matter what their background, they could do that too. So I really went that route for a long time opened my own gym, I quickly realized that transformation wasn't just about the body and that without the (laughs) mindset portion and without the food portion, you were just on a treadmill, no pun intended, (laughs) like (laughs) over and over and over the same thing. And I noticed that with every single client, if we didn't change or talk about changing their environment, change the people that they were around, change their belief system, that nothing would happen for me physically. Nothing that I measured would change. And it just became this like very clear pattern. So that got me really into, it got me, I was on my own journey of personal development because I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of beliefs that I wanted to overcome. So I started this journey of personal development quickly to realize that I wanted to add this into the business piece that I had already had. So the more that I got into personal development, the more I was like, hmm, not really sure I want to do this fitness thing anymore because I'm so (laughs) into this. Like I'm just obsessed with this piece because this is where the transformation of your body comes from. This is where the transformation of your business comes from. And so that was the part that just I've been enamored with the, you know, being able to change your mindset, no matter what your family background, no matter what you've believed in the past, no matter who you're around, like this ability to create these environments and these places in which you can create change. So I dove really deep into personal development, started women's events, hosted women's events, uh, like large 500 person women's events for about nine years, 
wrote a book, did a lot of different e-courses that got me more into e-courses, not just on personal development, but then that got me into business as well, because I started to see how you could take these things that you've learned with, you know, your mindset and what you believe and apply them to business and watch these thoughts become things like watch these thoughts in your head that you think about become products, become, you know, events that people are at, become books that people read. So it just kind of has transpired into the business world. So personal development into business, because as much as I loved personal development, I realized that without, you know, I I was in personal development for uh, women. Like I really worked with a lot of women. It was the main clientele that I worked with. So I realized that without money, they couldn't support themselves with the things that they wanted to do and without, you know, a healthy mindset around money as well. So that's what also got me excited about business. And now I'm in this world of products, which is completely different. Um, I mean, like I thought I had 180 before this is like, this is a completely different world that I'm in now. So I love your story and I love just having a seat in the audience watching this all unfold for you because it's been this incredible experience. And I feel like, Lori, you are absolutely incredible at shifting your identity and being welcome to the shifts. And I feel Mm. like especially nowadays, women are really questioning like, who am I and what am I supposed to do? And, you know, what if this thing, this path that I'm on, it wasn't the right path in the first place, or, or they land in these places that they dreamt of being, and it doesn't feel quite like how they thought it would. And I think that you've just done this incredible job at kind of embracing transition and transformation and these identity shifts. So walk me through a little bit more about what this new industry is, what you're stepping into, and then we'll kind of get into the why behind it. Mm. Oh, thank you for that. It never feels graceful when you're doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it always, it, you know, I, I just want to share if for me, there's been really clear times where I know I'm supposed to pivot and it shows up in, you know, I've been in my dream. I've lived that dream. And it's a really weird place when you are like, wait, writing a book was my dream. Having these women's events was my dream waking up in a place where you're like, but I thought this was the dream. And it feels like the energy from that thing is like not there as much anymore. And it's slowly starting to like, you're, you're starting to not feel as excited every single day, no matter what you do. Like usually I can reframe and Jenna, I know you're so good with like reframing, like, okay, you know, I might be doing the mundane over and over in this thing, but let's reframe and, and, and get back into it and get re-excited. Well, I definitely, I definitely did that for quite a few years. And towards the end there, after I had written the book and I did the book tour and, you know, the next logical step for me was to do more courses and write another book, except my soul was like, "Mm, that's not it. And then the problem was my soul, my brain, my life was not reflecting back to me what the next thing was yet. So I was feeling really like, who am I? It was like when I had kind of finished up in fitness, I had done some fitness competitions and ended up winning them after so many years did not happen for me right away. And I just remember being like, I don't know what's next. And so I definitely had that in between where I was and what I'm doing now. And I'll tell you what I'm doing now in a minute. But I spent a good year asking myself some really deep questions, some really basic, some deep, some all of the things. And 
in between finishing the book and figuring out what in the heck I was supposed to do next, I was asking myself on walks every day because if people don't have any, you know, story about me, like Chris and I, my husband has been walking just about every single day since we've been married and we've been married for <laughs> like 16 years now. So walking has been such a huge part of working out all of our problems of the world. So on walks, I would ask myself if I had all the money all the time and all the network in the world, which by the way, I did not have any of those things. I, <laughs> I did to an extent, but I just, I didn't want to ask questions with these like self-inflicted ceilings on them. I yep. wanted to know what I would be doing if I didn't put a cap on anything or an old story or a past belief. So if I had all the money all the time, and all the network in the world, what would I be doing? And I was on a walk one day with Chris and I said, you know what? I would have a champagne company. I love champagne. It's celebratory. It's at every event. I want to be connecting with other women. I want it to add to their stuff. I want it to be something that I can create, you know, events around, or I want it to be something that can create better conversations. Maybe I'd have like questions on the back. And then I, and then I immediately said, well, that's stupid. Like I, I could never do that. Like, I, what am I thinking? I, that's like ridiculous. Like I immediately, I went to this place of like all of the energy I felt so alive talking about. It. I was like, that would be so much fun. And then I stopped myself because I brought in all of the, that's ridiculous. I've never been an alcohol before. Like, what am I thinking? What would people say? Oh my gosh, you yeah. came from the personal development world. And then it was like, but that's authentic to me. I celebrate with my husband just about every weekend. Like we'll have a glass of champagne and we'll do our wins for the week and we'll do a dream session. And I'm like, but so am I not living in my truth if I do it or if I don't do it? Like it really actually brought up a lot of different things. And by the way, there were a million ideas throughout these, these questions, but this <laughs> one kind of kept popping up. And so I allowed myself to just go down those roads over and over and over again and it just kept becoming a bit more possible. And I'd be like, okay, what would I do? Who would I connect with? And, you know, I think for anybody who's like going down a path that I was where I don't know anyone in the alcohol industry, <laughs> it seemed absolutely crazy. I went back to the things that had worked. And if you, if you haven't had things that have worked in your life, you have to borrow someone else's experience and you need to listen to that. So you need to listen to podcasts. You need to listen to books on people who have done it before. For me, I went back to some past experiences where I said, okay, if I've, if I've never done this before, what did I do with my book before I had ever written a book? Well, I started listening to podcasts only on people who had written books or how to write a book. I started doing courses on it. I started getting coaching on it. I started hanging out with people who had written books. I started creating a network around that. And it's really been what it's always been for me. It has been getting so immersed into an environment like flipping your current environment slowly into the next environment that you go or that you want to go because your environment will have such an impact on you that if you're in a different environment enough, you can't help but become it. So I just want you all to think about when you go, you like, maybe you've done all these great things. You've done a lot of personal development. Maybe you've, you know, started to do a lot of work on yourself and overcome beliefs. And then I just want you to think about when you go home for the holidays and you're like, mm -hmm. Oh my God, <laughs> I feel like I'm my old self. Like why are all these things coming up? And Oh my gosh, you have to work extra hard. It's because you have changed the majority of your time into a new environment. And that's going to reflect back on your, it's going to help you grow. It's going to reflect back to you who the person, you know, the person that you want to be. And sometimes when we go home, it brings us right back to where we were. So 
it's the same reason why when we were young, our parents didn't want us hanging around certain kids in school. They're like, no, if you hang around them, you're going to become them. And we just need to use that to our advantage. So that's what I do every single time. And Jenna, you know, you and I met in a mastermind. It was like, okay, I want to become like these people. I want to think their thoughts. I want to, you know, know what they know. So you hang around them enough, you will become it. And that's, that's literally all that I have done is I flip everything that I'm listening to doing the books that I'm reading, who I'm talking to. And I am like laser focused on what it is that I want to be doing. And that is starting an alcohol company. And we also have a non-alcoholic. It's so wild, Lori. I love this so much because first off, when you're talking about when you go home for the holidays and you revert to your old self, like I swear I would eat ramen noodles and watch HGTV until I fell asleep on the couch every time I went home, regardless (laughs) of it. Yes. Like, who am I? What is happening? This is so weird. But I think what's so beautiful too is I think a lot of times we go through that process that you went through where you have that idea, that spark. I mean, the other day I was with some college friends. I've known them for over a decade. And I said, we were out just hanging out. And I was like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And like one of my friends, he's an engineer. And he's like, I'd be a middle school shop teacher. One of my friends, she's in marketing. And she's like, I'd be a bartender. And one of my friends is a dietitian. And she's like, I'd actually love to start a bakery. And (laughs) it was all of these things where then I could, I could cycle through the logistics and the reasons why they would never do them. And I think that entrepreneurship is taking all of those paths that your brain leads you down of why this won't work and eliminating them to focus on the one thing, which is why this could work or why this will work. And I think you've done that in such an amazing way. And it's so cool too, because it's like when we get so excited that we become obsessed, that should signal so much in us. Like our Mm -hmm. world is walking around like half passionate, half alive, half awake to the fact that we're living. And so the fact that you're like, I'm going all in, I'm going to learn everything. I love that. So walk me through, you, you have this idea, you start to immerse yourself then what? I mean, there's so much that has to happen Mm. and so much that was unknown to you before diving into this. Walk me through what it's looked like. Okay. This is going to be a tough one for everyone (laughs) because it's super secret and it's going to be so hard, but I Googled how to start an alcohol company (laughs) (laughs) and I got all my first steps. So, you know, it's just, everyone's like, how would you, that's the question I get asked all the time. How would you even do that? And I was like, you know, I had the same questions like on my walk. I was like, I don't know how to do this. And then I got back to my computer and I was like, you do this like everybody else does everything. You Google your first step. So what came up for me was all of a sudden words I'd never even heard of like flavor houses. And, you know, you'd start this, you know, formulation and it was like, okay, well, that seems logical. I need a formulation and yay, that's the fun part. So I get to go into, you know, research and development and trying all of this fun alcohol So I went into essentially just, you know, after deciding that this is what I wanted to do. And trust me, it took me a while to settle on this idea because it just, it felt so, it felt so opposite, Jenna. Like I I had never even been in a product. Like it just felt really scary. So I wanted to make sure that I was still excited about it, but that I also wasn't going to talk myself out of it because I was afraid and it was new. So I really had to compile, like you said, I had to focus on why this could work and what were my unique advantages in this space? Because I felt very disadvantaged. Like, you know, I I didn't know how to put it in a retail space. It wasn't going to be just direct to consumer in the beginning, which by the way, it will start that way. And then we do want to go into retail, but 
you have to look at what your possible advantages are and you have to focus on those and you have to look at why that could be disruptive in a positive way. And so, you know, after Googling and seeing that I needed to get a formulator, I really did as much research as I could on formulators and got on the phone. This whole last year and a half has been finding out as much as I can and then quickly booking a call. And this is where your triggers on your enoughness are all going to come out because you're getting Mm -hmm. on calls that you think you're supposed to be a professional on already or sound smart. And that's going to stop you because I would get on the calls with these formulators or these possible investors. And the first thing that comes up is, oh my God, I'm stumbling. Like, I'm just, I don't even know what to ask you because you don't. You're just like, hi, I'm so new at this. And your best, your best superpower in the beginning is to admit exactly where you're at. Don't try to sound smarter because you're not going to get the answers that you actually need. You're going to leave the call being like, why didn't they explain that to me? Or I didn't understand half the words. It was in all words I didn't understand. Like the best thing you can do as a beginner is say, I am brand new. I'm going to ask all the questions that I can. I have this thing where, you know, my friends, Rob and Kim Murgatroy call it stupid idea time. Like I just literally free myself up of anything that could block me from getting answers and knowledge that I need. So getting on these calls with the formulator, it was like, hey, I'm so brand new. I feel crazy even going into this industry, but I feel like I could do X, Y, and Z in it. And I need all the knowledge I can get. So just remember when you're talking to me, I'm coming from a place of I might ask you every single question or what words mean. Let's go. Like, what does this look like? What would my first steps be? And so that's how I would start piecing things together. And honestly, I feel like it creates this relationship between you and the person and people love to help. Like they, it creates almost like this dynamic of they're so excited to be able to help you and be on the phone with someone who like everything that they say seems so smart and cool. Yeah. And like, it does create a cool dynamic because they get to teach you. And I think that we are all, you know, we all innately want to teach and like be able to help people. So I found the phone calls as long as I start them that way to be I don't know, just most people are pretty darn open and they want to help. Don't get me wrong. I've been on some real bad ones that couldn't end (laughs) soon enough. Um, But it's been such a great experience. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm a bit more introverted. Like people always think I'm very extroverted, but every phone call has been hard. Like I, I had to like Mel Robbins the crap out of myself over and over. Like <laughs> I'd be like, five, you know, she does the five, four, three, two, yes. one. And I would just hit dial or hit send on my emails. Like I have now, I have this muscle now that's just like, do it, do it, just yeah. do it, just do it. And then I think the only way that you can do that, I just want to share for people who may be like, how do you, but how do you do that? It's so scary to jump on the phone or send that email. It's developing grace for yourself. It's like, yeah. well, If they don't like me, then at least I tried. Like these are, I don't want to die with regret inside of me. I, I want to be brave. And if I did something wrong, then I'll apologize or I'll, I'll correct it or say, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm new. You have to have so much grace and know that everything, I, I really believe this to my core. It's the only way that I could do this. Like everything is fixable. Like Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable. Everything has so it's impermanence. Like you have to just live now and go for it and go even bigger than you thought because it will always pay off. Like it will pay off an expansion and perspective and this network that will blow your mind. I was thinking about that, Jenna, when we last had dinner together, I was like, Mm -hmm. these are the people, this is the conversation. These are the things I have always wished for, but you can't get there until 
you are willing to grow as much as the people you want to be around. Like it has to be that equal energy and it's so worth it. Like just for even those moments of dropping in with people and going, oh my God, this conversation is like decadent. Like it is so good. It's just filling my soul up. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. A brand new year. I'm not even sure how we got here so fast, but I am wildly grateful for another year with this podcast and of course with you. In this season of new beginnings, making a lasting impact on our businesses and customers is more important than ever. If you haven't already implemented a CRM platform into your business, well, now is the time. CRM or Customer Relationship Management is at the heart of turning your side hustle into your success story and your customers into your fans. Reach your customers wherever, whenever with ease, thanks to HubSpot's intuitive visual workflows and bot builders. You'll create scalable automated marketing campaigns across email, social media, web, and customer chat so that your customers hear your messages loud and clear. A HubSpot CRM platform adapts your content from multiple device types so your customers have a great experience no matter where they're viewing it. Learn more about how you can transform your customer experience with a HubSpot CRM platform at HubSpot.com. So this is just so incredible. And I, I think what's so powerful is, you know, I think a lot of us, to be quite frank, is when we found success in one area, the thought of starting over is so intimidating, Mm -hmm. right? Like that imposter syndrome continues to creep its way on in no matter what stage of the journey you're in or how successful you've been. And one of the things that I think is so fascinating about this pivot for you, this change, this, this new idea is that you had to get funding. And for all of your other businesses, they were, you know, you just kind of bootstrap and you, you grow and you build and you continue to invest as you grow. And this was a totally different ball game. Like you needed people to adopt this vision and, and kind of champion it with you and kind of hold a light to it when, when things get a little dim or when things Mm -hmm. get hard. And one thing I remember just sitting by your pool just a few months ago, We were talking about how you were like, I want to be female funded 
And then you, one of your people that was guiding you through the process was like, this has never been done before. And you're like, all right, well, let's go. So walk me through that decision and what it's been like. Like, why did you want only female investors? Why did you need investors? What did that process look like for you? Oh my gosh. Okay. I love this question. And there's still, you know, even as I say this, you guys, there's so many things I do not know about funding, which should free you up of so much. Like if you've ever planned a wedding or a party, you are become like a professional wedding planner towards the end. Like right when you're about to get married, you're like, Oh my God, this could be a job. Like I'm so good at this. And then you're done. Like that's yeah. exactly yes. like what funding is like. <laughs> you're like, Whoa, I'm just starting to get good at this. And then you're done and you, you don't do it again for a long time or maybe ever again. Who knows if you're, if you're, you know, lucky, maybe if you want to go that route, great. So with that said, like free yourself up, I had no idea how to do this. You can absolutely do it. You're going to have help. Like I did not do this alone. So with that said, I, I, you know, with bootstrapping, I could have started a smaller alcohol company and bootstrapped it for sure. That would have meant a much slower startup. It would have meant just a, a lot more time. And I wanted something that was a little bit more robust that kind of got out there a lot quicker. And I wanted to be able to have the freedom to have a team. I didn't want to do this, you know, by myself and take all the time to do everything on my own and become crazy exhausted and then maybe never follow through because there's just way too much. Like you need help in this industry, getting it out there. You need other people in this. So with that said, I was like, let's get funding in because product cost is so high. And I, I will tell you, that it is a very turbulent, interesting time right now to be bringing a product like this out into the world. But that is not stopping me. It's actually making me get more creative. And I will tell you, other people are doing it. So there's got to be a way, right? That's mm. what we're all talking about together. So even as you get it out, there's more problems that you start to realize arise that you solve. So with that said, I wanted funding to be able to create the business and bring it about in the way that I wanted it to. And not just that, there was a part of me that I had done the solopreneur thing. I put on events with the team, but it really felt by yourself. Like during the day, what I was working on my content, I had never really done the team thing. A book is a really solo endeavor, you know, sometimes courses and modules and all those things. Like a lot of my days felt very isolating. I didn't really work within my team all the time at all. So I was craving working with other people, but it wasn't just working. Like I wanted them to have ownership in it. I wanted them to be excited about owning part of something that they could like put a little of themselves into, take some pride in when they see it out in the world and get behind. And the way to do that, I thought was funding. And truly to this day, I'm so freaking grateful that I did that because I'm starting to see all of the fruit of that. And it's the most exciting thing to have your investors excited and to do a strategy day with some of your investors and to like get so excited about what this thing could be, not just, you know, for us and our team, but for them, their team and their vision and what they see and bringing that all together is probably one of the most powerful experiences I've ever had in my entire life. So I can't wait to be able to do that more with all of the investors and just as this progresses to see what that looks like. Another thing was I knew at this point, like I'm going to be so real with everyone right now. There is a place where you can get comfortable in your life. I've done some tough things. I've created a book. I've you know, I've done I did the things that I thought I was going to do in this lifetime and I did them before I thought I would. So I was in a place where I was very happy with my life, although I knew I had so much more to give. 
And the thing that I have always done that has gotten me to the next version of myself that I know has to come out is to create accountability. And for me, there was no better way to create accountability than to bring other women in that I wanted a part of this, that I wanted to bring things forward with, that I wanted to not disappoint. Like there is a level in your business and your life that you need to create a a really powerful pain point for yourself so that you push through on those hard days or really incredible people so that you keep showing up because I will tell you, there has been more challenges already in the short amount of time that I have pushed through that I don't actually know if I was just bootstrapping this, if I would have said, you know what, this is way harder than I thought. I think I'm going to do something else. Like I'll, I'll write another book or I'll do X, Y, and Z. Like, and I'm so glad that the feeling of having these investors is like holding me to a version of myself that I know I would not reach on my own. I know I would have tapped out. I just, I know that about myself. So I think that my higher self made me get investors. And because I have moments where I'm like, ah, oh my God, what did I do? This is so much pressure. Why didn't I just build super slow and, you know, do all these things and like, just do it totally different and let myself take my time. And I'm like, nope, because I wouldn't have been happy. That wouldn't have been like what I was called to do because this was an actual like vision. Like this was a, this was in my meditation. This was in, you know, it wasn't just right away. It wasn't just like a lightning bolt. Like here it is. Here's what you're supposed to do. It came in pieces. Like I always share the story about like your vision comes in pieces, like how you get it from Ikea pretty much. It's like you go to Ikea, (laughs) you see this great, you see this glorious, like maybe this, you know, kitchen set that you see. You're like, that's the one, that's the kitchen that I want. You get a glimpse of it. You're not there for long, but you just know you love it. And then you go home and all of a sudden these parts start showing up and you're like, what the heck is this? Like, this is hard. This isn't the whole vision. I got a glimpse of it, but now that I have to put it together and I'm missing this piece and this other piece is stuck over here. Like, I don't know how to get this one. This one's, you know, whatever. That's exactly how a dream comes to you. It's like, you see the vision quickly, but then it kind of like all changes. And when it gets hard, you want to give up and you have to keep on remembering what that vision was like. And for me, the investors do that for me. They really Mm -hmm. hold me accountable. It's so cool. I mean, I'm honored to be an investor. And it was so amazing because honestly, Lori, I don't even know if you know this, but we had dinner with Chris and Lori when we were in Arizona. And it was the last drinks that I had before I found out I was pregnant. So um, so this my pregnancy was fueled by coming back to light pink. And so it's incredible (laughs) to kind of look at that transformation. But It was also really cool because, I mean, so many of us watch Shark Tank, right? And we like envision like someday if I was a shark, like you can call out like I'd invest in those people or those ideas or or this product or this vision. And I think what's so amazing too about being this female funded company is that you have all these women saying like, I will champion you, you champion me, like let's come together. And you've been so strategic as well in finding partners that weren't just opening up their checkbooks, but saying, you know, this is what I can add to this. This is what I can bring to the table. This is my expertise. And I think that's like wildly powerful and and really incredible too. And so it's not just the product or it's not just the launch plan. It's like the founder and the vision and like getting people alongside of that. Walk me through what makes light pink different. Like you talked about it earlier, but you were thinking like, you know, I need to disrupt this industry. The industry is very saturated. There's all different kinds of sparkling things coming out every day. What makes light pink different? 
Well, I, you know, I'm going to go back to one of the questions I didn't fully answer, but it's what makes it different as well. So was the why fully female funded? And, you know, first of all, I think that's one of the biggest differentiators of light pink, especially being the alcohol world to be fully yeah. female funded in any company is pretty crazy. The attorney that I work with had never seen it before, who's raised a lot of money or helped raise a lot of money for different people. And she was like, this is pretty <laughs> insane. She's like, you're going to keep it this way. You think you can keep it this way. I'm like, I'm going to do everything I can to keep it this way. So I think even, you know, making that claim in the beginning with $0 in the bank going, okay, are you really going to get $2 million fully female funded? Okay, let's, let's see if we can do it. So I think first of all, the mission behind that was because I was watching, you know, my husband started getting into investing and I started getting into it, but he was kind of learning more of it. I would kind of leave the numbers up to him and we'd talk about if we like the company or not. And, you know, if we love the founder and all of those things, those are the reasons we like to invest if we invest in anything, you know, or a startup is we would bet on the founder. Like we just know they have a, a great track record has to be something that we would love and are excited about. So we're super excited to share it. And then it's also uh, something where we think that we could probably learn from it, get an education. And, you know, if for some reason it didn't like go over or it didn't hit, like we would also be okay with that. That's kind of our, our place where we invest. So with that said, he was having these conversations a lot more than I was. This was not happening in my friend groups. We were not talking about investing. And I looked around and I'm hanging out with powerful women. Like, and it's not that they weren't powerful, you know, in so many areas of our life. But what I was realizing is that our options for what we wanted to do next, because I was coming up and, you know, women from their mid thirties to their mid forties is kind of that friend range for me that a lot of my group was in. And I noticed that a lot of them kind of limited themselves to what they thought they could do, even though in some of the conversations I was hearing, they were getting more interested in like wanting to do other things, like maybe bring some products to life or maybe learning more about investing, but not really knowing where to start at all. So a lot of these women were, you know, doing incredible seven, eight figures, whatever, in, in courses and in, in events and in books or whatever that looks like. And it was like, where, what's next? Like, I don't know what I can do after this because the conversations kind of stopped at certain places. And I just had this realization that when I would go to dinner with my husband and his friends, and when I'd go to dinner with my girlfriends, we were talking about very different things. So the ideas just kept on, on my husband's side. I, I would just observe this getting bigger and bigger and crazier. And I was like, okay, this is crazy. Like there's no cap over here. Like there's nothing like no cap. And then I'd go to dinner over here with my girlfriends. And it was like, we weren't, I think we just felt a little more limited in what we know. So of course that's going to put a, a bit of a, a glass ceiling without us even realizing it on what type of dreams we're having. So I thought, okay, if I'm starting to feel this way in these conversations over here, how do I bring these conversations, you know, with the men, how can I bring these conversations over to the women? And, you know, this may not be in your friend group. I know a lot of women who do, you know, they're really into investing, they're really into products, but this was just in the world that I was noticing. And maybe it's in yours too, that I wanted to start saying, if you were in this environment, what would you actually want to be doing? If you were in this environment over here where you had access to a network, access to more cash and access to more people who had done completely different things as you, what ideas would open up over here? And that is where I wanted to have light pink be about 
one of the things that we always say in light pink now is be the proof. So be the proof that she can do it too. be the proof that you can, you know, invest in a company, be the proof that you can start this company, even though it's completely, you know, male dominated, be the proof that even though it's completely saturated, you know, that you can come about this or bring something to fruition in your own way that you think is better. And that's why light pink is so different is because I want to create this group of women who I'm bringing along this ride with. And they're also getting this education by seeing all of the things that we're going through, the good, the bad, the ugly, the exciting. And then they learn and get to carry these conversations forward. And so what also makes Light Pink so different is that that's what I wanted. I wanted more opportunities for bigger conversations among women. So one of the things that we did was we put questions on the back of the can. It's three really intriguing, deep questions that are going to open things up within that group and within that conversation that I don't think you would have accessed at half as quick or maybe ever. So these are questions that you you have to like really dig deep and you have to think about. And these are questions that maybe you haven't even asked yourself that we're going to get right to the heart of exactly what you want. And they're also questions that are going to help you get the answers that you want in order to maybe do that thing that you want to do or overcome that challenge that you want to overcome because better questions get better answers. And I can't tell you how many times I've left a party where there's alcohol and where I'm like, oh, I was so excited for this and I wanted to network, except I feel like we were so surface level. And I feel like now all I left mm. with is a hangover. And, you know, I stayed at the, <laughs> at like the cheese table way too long because I felt awkward the whole time and people didn't know how to like, you know, ask good questions or carry good conversation. And I just want you to be able to blame the can for your incredible you know, networking opportunity or for this deep connection or for your business partner. And I really think that that can come out of just a few questions. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash golddigger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash golddigger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. 
A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's amazing. And I couldn't agree more. It's so funny too, because when we hang out with you and Chris, it's like, oh man, these are our people. They get it. Like it, it just is so natural. And our conversations are so beyond surface level. It's insane how fast and how deep we go. And I think too, it's just like, especially after this, you know, these few years that we've lived collectively as a world, I think people are over surface level. I think people want to get to the heart of things more. And I think that having those prompts gives you an excuse to ask those deeper questions Mm -hmm. that you need to be asking both of yourself, but also of the people in your community and the people in your circle and your family. And so I just, I love it so much. I want to know, Lori, as we close out, what is a big lesson that you've learned in your entrepreneurial journey that you can share with listeners who are either just starting out or they have this new idea or they feel that spark, but all the excuses are trickling in? What would you tell them? Mm. Oh man, I just felt like tears well up because I'm so in it right now, Jenna. Like yeah. I'm just like, I just did a podcast this morning about showing up because you will have so many days where it just feels like nothing is like you think you solve something and then it's like 10 more tries and you're like, yes, we're there. And then you find out that one didn't work. And it just feels like it's never going to happen. And I actually remember feeling this way with my book. And it's like, you look at like, or you just think about that vision and it it, it feels so far away and like, you cannot see the path and yet you have to keep showing up. You're going to have so many days where you have low energy All you want to do is cry, except you have to be a leader. Like you feel anxious or depressed, or you woke up the night before five times because you're worried about something. And it's like, the more that you can just show up through it all with grace and just say, you know what? I don't have to be at my best. I don't have to be the best leader today. Like I can actually, 
I think something that we we are so as women that we get to do is we get to show up and actually say how we feel in a loving way too. Like yeah. one of the most powerful things for me has to been like to tell my team like, hey, I'm having a rough day today. You know, I no matter what, I'll show up and here's what we're going to do. And I know this is going to happen. Here's where I'm at right now. And we're just going to keep going. Like, let's just yep. keep going. And so I think that we just think it's going to be clear and we're going to feel good and it's going to feel exciting and the energy. And it's like, it's so important to celebrate everything. So even on those hard days, Chris and I do three wins every single night. And even if it feels like you have to dig so deep for the three wins, you actually need to feel them and be so proud of yourself for those days, because those are the days that you're actually being made. Those are the days that you are expanding. Those are the days that allow you to actually experience more joy as you yourself, the vessel expands into like, okay, feeling and capacity. And like, what are these feelings trying to tell me? Like, and a lot of times it's like, well, you're scared. You, you just, it's foreign territory. It's okay. Like just keep going. You're just uncomfortable. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of reparenting, Jenna, you know, this with with your daughter right now. It's like, it's really talking to yourself the way that you would talk to your three, six, nine-year-old daughter, son, whatever. It's like every single day just showing up no matter what and knowing that a lot of your days are probably going to look not the way that you expected, but the good days are going to look even better than you could have yeah. ever thought. Like you'll experience emotion that you didn't even know you were capable of experiencing as a human being. They're so vast and large, but we can only get there if we allow ourselves to feel those other feelings. Lori, where can everybody find out more about you and light pink and everything else? Give us all the spots to connect. Well, my whole world right now is light pink. So it's L I T E (laughs) pink.com. And then also just, you know, podcasting is earn your happy, but most of everything is at drink light pink on Instagram, lightpink.com. That's my life. Well, I am just so, I just want to take a minute to just acknowledge all of your hard work and all of the ways that you've shifted and molded and evolved and just become over the last year of this journey and more. And I think it's just been incredible to be able to support you as an investor, support you as a friend, support you as someone who just shares the vision that you hold And I know that it hasn't been easy. And I know that there is a lot at stake. It just feels like a lot. And so I hope that all of us can kind of share that weight and that responsibility with you as you continue to soldier on with this idea and this passion. And I'm just so freaking proud of you. And you should be so proud of yourself. Mm, Well, I just, I thank you so much for that. I just have to acknowledge number one, this moment, because this means so much to me and you have inspired me so much throughout the years. I'm obsessed with this podcast because it helps me on the light pink journey and so many of the people that you have on here. And, you know, I think just so everyone listening can know, like this was a vision. I had your name, Jenna, on a list of women who were my dream women that I wanted to work with more than anything. And on the really tough days, I pictured you and I pictured all the other investors. And I was like, I know that I like am supposed to do something with them. So this is just one of those moments where you were on paper and now here we are on your podcast. So it's just one of those beautiful moments that I get to celebrate. 
I wish I could pop the top and like cheers you virtually, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, we'll do it over FaceTime until we can be in person. But just congratulations. And thank you so much for coming on the Gold Digger podcast again. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. That was such an actionable episode. I feel like regardless of what industry you're in or what your idea is or what stage of life or business you're in, Lori gave so much concrete evidence around the power of thinking and research and obsession and really following this vision. And I just, I love the way that she illustrated everything and broke it down because it really fires me up for all of us that are in that phase of questioning to really entertain these ideas, these God dreams that are on our heart. And I just know as someone who is just starting in investing in other female funded and founded companies, there is so much to be said about really understanding someone's vision and adopting it as a part of your own. And Lori has done just such an incredible job casting that net, not with just a product, but with this idea of community and coming together and getting to the deep stuff. And she is just incredible at that. So it's just been an incredible journey to watch and follow. And if you like sparkling rosé or anything in the spritzer area, I really encourage you to try light pink. It is honestly one of my favorite drinks. It's something that you can have one or three of, not feel it in the morning. It is actually light in that sense. And I just love to the meaning behind the brand and the founder, of course. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you to Lori for coming back on the show And cheers to you, gold diggers. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.